Well, we've thought of many ways to do this podcast, and after a few drafts, we decided on this. If it's not right, or if it is, we plan on finding out. Well, this episode was meant to be a continuation of the WNR's Magnificent Seven, looking at and ranking the very best British wrestlers on the planet. Well, last time out, Drew McIntyre got top spot with Dunn in second place and Pack in last with Bait just ahead of him. The rankings also featured Will Ospreay, Marty Skrull and ZSJ. Well, as you might know, recent allegations have come up on Twitter and have shook the foundations of British wrestling. Today on the show, we were not looking at the wrestling, but building a timeline and looking at the allegations in detail and trying to decide the future of the Magnificent Seven. Also, we will be talking about the elephant in the room, which is Joey Ryan. Viewer discretion is advised. We are just trying to get a full picture of the state of British wrestling and what the right thing to do is. Important first, these are allegations at this time. The point of this is neither to say people are guilty or innocent, is to give attention to serious claims and hopes to give more victims the courage to come forward with their stories and to try and help find anyone following the situation situation as filled in as possible. Do not harass the accused. Do not harass the accusers. It's becoming clearer and clearer there is a systematic problem in British wrestling and wrestling as a whole of abuse, sexual assault, manipulation, abuse of trust and authority, and it needs to be addressed. It is worse not to say anything or pretend it doesn't exist, and that is part of the reason that this is continuing to happen in. My name is James Rowlands, and in 2015, I started a Domino podcast with my friend, Dan White. And for five years, we have brought you the very best of the network, but it's time for a change. Now, we don't just confine ourselves to Vinnie Mac, bring you AEW, Impact, NJPW, and all the latest for the British wrestling scene. But we will still bring you all our old favourites, including NXT Update, Takeovers, and live shows for the Big Four. This year, we will decide who is the greatest British wrestler in the world, plus so much more. But until we watch everything, we are with you, and we are the WNR. Yes, hello. I am James Rowlands, and this is the WNR two nine five. I'm joined by Dan White, and this is probably going to be one of the most difficult podcasts that we have had to do. But we are going to start. So we've got the timeline, and this all happened Thursday, the eighteenth of June. Uh, the Piper Niven tweet we retweeted says, "I feel like we are all just waiting for someone else to go first. I'm scared too. I see you, and I love you." All right, so then it started, and it was uh, up first, it was Whiplash. The UK is the field today for a host of sexual misconduct allegations that have been levied against talent, including NXT UK's Ligero, Mikey Whiplash, and more. Several people have spoken out, apparently in the wake of the sexual abuse allegations against David Starr, accusing several people within the UK scene of various forms of misconduct. Well, among these accusations are... Uh, by Natalie Sykes that El Ligero trained her sexually harassed her on multiple instances Sykes claims that Ligero had been making sexual comments made her uncomfortable and while at first she tried to laugh her off so he wouldn't get mad at me this situation escalated to where he trying to control her private relationships 
and psychoanalyse her relationship with her father. Sykes alleges that while doing this, Liguero compared himself to being my father figure, whilst also joking about sleeping with me. She alleges that Liguero became verbally and mentally abusive to her, and that it caused her considerable mental distress. Noting, I hate the person I was during the year and a half. In a follow-up post, she shares a message from someone else who notes that Liguero did a similar thing to them. Well, Mikey Whiplash, not to be confused with ECW alum Mikey Whipwreck, is also facing accusations after several women released a statement through the Wrestling No Context Twitter account alleging that Whiplash has made unwanted sexual advances, sent unsolicited messages to females and workers, gaslighted women, and even becoming physically violent with a number of women as well. Whiplash was a promoter for Fierce Females and all his promotion in Scotland, who the women say is an unsafe environment due to Whiplash. NXT UK's Piper Niven posted in support of these statements with its um, with an it's time message. Well, Fierce Females co-owner Nevada Rose has posted in response to the allegations against Whiplash, noting at first, I also own Fierce Females and this is obviously pretty deeply disturbing. I don't want to silence anyone. This is the first I'm hearing this stuff, so I'm going to start trying to see what is going on. This is obviously serious and I don't want an unsafe platform. She followed up a few hours later, noting that Whiplash is no longer part of Fierce Females, adding, I take the voices and the rights of women to have a safe platform incredibly seriously, so going forward, I'll be running it on my own. Well, the allegations aren't just being made by women. Both MJ Max and Jake Long have accused long-time referee James Finn of sexually harassing them. Max alleges that Finn harassed him in October 2019, while Long says the experience with Finn happened twice, both in 2017, Long's a more specific allergen that Finn tried to grope him when he thought Long was asleep. Among the other allegations are claims by wrestler Gracie Lou Freebush that referee Mike Paz Perry has sent unwanted explicit pictures to herself and at least two other women and a lengthy thread by former ring announcer Lisa Gifford detailing various experiences of sexual harassment from talent and fans within the UK scene. Sierra Loxon has also alleged that she harassed her as well as three other women by sending unsolicited nude pictures and voice notes, as well as stalking. Okay, so we're going to go to Reddit quickly, and this has got all the kind of allegations here. And we're just going to uh, try and go through them. So we'll start off, I think, with um, David Starr was the one that was kind of top of the list, I suppose. I'm just trying to find, see if he's got any uh, information. So we didn't mention David Starr, but there was a tweet about him as well. Once when I was so drunk and David Starr was having sex with me, he recorded me on voice note on his phone and played it back to me the next day to show me how embarrassing I was. Weird to fuck that incoherent, embarrassing person, no? Well, like I say, all the accusations at the moment, Liguero uh, responded, said, regarding the other statements from people like Laura and Natalie, who have spoken out about the way they were made to feel and others that have come forward about unwanted messages, I have no excuse. Um, Like I say, there was quite a few uh, allegations going on. One of them that's quite shocking with Josh Bodum as well, looking through it. One of them we haven't mentioned that we actually see. Uh, and it was a tweet by at Lucy Sky. Josh Bodum, I was 12, 13 years old. I was a child, I was a little girl enjoying watching wrestling. He asked me at 12 year olds, did I want dick pics? He wrote me paragraphs about how gorgeous and cute I was and how you wish I was so much older. It makes me physically sick. That I let along with it because I was 12 years old and I felt like the prettiest girl on the planet. I feel sick writing this and I let you do this to me because at that age I thought it was normal. You even came to a show I was going to watch just to see me. You complimented my picture all the time saying how cute I was and how much you wish I was older. 
I seriously feel sick that like I used to talk to you all the time because I thought it was normal. You are a predator. I mean, that is a guy that we've... And like I said, we're going to get onto it. A lot of people, this list that, you know, you've seen live or even met. Like I say, with British wrestling and stuff like that. Oh, Alex Shane. Well, Alex Shane as well, one of the trainers. Um, and one of the guys kind of well-known. He used to do wrestle talk and stuff like that. He's been accused of getting a 15-year-old girl drunk and having sex with her. And the tweet has been deleted on Reddit as well. Yeah. Uh, next one about Brian Dixon as well, ordering cameraman to shoot creep shots of female wrestlers without their knowledge. Uh, Brian Dixon is known for doing the holiday uh, camp circuit around the UK, so you just think, you know, be involved with uh, thousands of children involved there as well. At Vicky Haskins, when I was just pregnant with Jack, I went to an all-star show with Mark. It was on the first shows back since coming back from Florida at the time. I was terrified because I enjoyed him. The time I was with my new wonderful partner, understood how I was previously treated and was so supportive. I was hanging around the stage backstage when the pro asked me to take some pictures with two wrestlers for the program. Smoker whispered someone in a uh, photographer's ear. Odd, I thought, and then I stood by Nathan Cruz as Mark, the photographer, took our pictures. I felt hybridly. I felt like I was accepted so much I didn't see what Nathan saw. He pulled me to one side and said, Vic, I didn't like the way he was turning the camera. You may want to check those pictures. The sunken feelings came over me, but I always try and be positive. So sad. And whilst I was there, I found the photographer. I asked to look at the photos. I took the camera off him and started going through him. The photographer standing there frozen. I came across a few pictures of my thighs, my ass. I was wearing a skirt that day. The arsehole had positioned himself to take up skirt photos for the promoter's collection and not for any sort of program. I deleted the photos and told the photographer where to go. Um, also, Wolfgang Young accused of being emotionally abusive and having received pictures from schoolgirls. Um... Uh, after years of the emotional torture that I went through, self-harm and mental illness due to the emotional abuse suffered at the hands of one of WWE's NXT superstars, it's time I speak out. We also had Progress Tag Team Champion Scotty Davis accused of physical and emotional abuse. And then, um, like I say, this is all kind of based with British wrestlers. And then it kind of, the Jimmy Havoc story kind of came out and his ex details a turbulent and emotionally abusive relationship. At Cats and Crows, Rebecca Crow. This story isn't in any order. A lot of my memory of this abuse is disordered because I was battling drink and substance abuse to cope. This does not make it invalid. Speaking out because I don't want anyone else to be hurt. I don't think I'm alone. Relationship. A couple of years ago when Jimmy was on tour, I went to one of the show's after parties. This was my first wrestling after party. So I had my rose-coloured glasses on. Even though I was old enough not to be enamoured by celebrities. We'd met that night, chat a lot, and only because I'd only ever heard of glowing things about his personality from fans and talent online, I trusted him. I hung out with everyone until around 9am the next day. I'd drunk consistently throughout the night and was very tired. I walked him back to his hotel and stupidly went back to his room with him. It was a 20 minute Uber home, but I thought, but the thought of a bed within walking distance was so appealing at the time. I slept in the same bed with loads of friends of different genders, platonically, so I didn't think this would be any different. He told me earlier in the night that he was in a rough patch with his long-term girlfriend. I don't know his relationship history, but I'm assuming heavily this was you. So I had no intention of initiating anything. I just wanted some sleep. We were chatting and he asked if, I could, if we could make out. I asked about his girlfriend. He asked if we could keep it a secret. I was single and figured his relationship was his responsibility, so I agreed. I should never have agreed to do that. I never should have gone into his fucking room, and I'm so, so sorry. Uh, and then uh, we talk about WWE's having it as well. At Jane uh, Bikeaboo, it's time I said something, and it was about Jack 
Gallagher. I never thought this is something I would say publicly. I want others to know that they never need to be ashamed and she'll feel like they can tell their stories. On New Year's Eve of 2014, I attended a house party and Jack Gallagher was there. Jack got me drunk. While I acknowledge that I'm an adult and can make my own decisions, he was literally pouring straight spirits into my glass, putting it into my mouth and telling me to drink. When I would make myself drink, it would add more alcohol when my glass was unattended. I thought it was in a safe environment and didn't need to shield my glass. Jack asked me to sit in his lap. I said no. He then sat on my lap and made advances. The entire time I expressed that I was uncomfortable, that I didn't want to make a scene. In hindsight, I should have. At the end of the evening, I went to the bathroom and Jack barged in the room. I immediately stood up and tried to pull up my skirt. Jack grabbed me and he pulled me straight right down. Right down. I mean, this is just... I, yeah. Uh, ripped skirt, managed to push herself in the room, immediately left the party. But, I mean, downplaying this, she was for years. And it's, it's, it's you know, it is, it is absolutely fucking horrible. And then... Um, and then Jordan Devlin as well. That was another one. Yeah, he denies physical abuse allegations. Original accusation is no longer public. Right. So that's Reddit. And like I say, um, a lot of stuff going on. And then on Friday, the next day, uh, Impact Wrestling responded to a request for comment on the movement, which included an accusation against Impact star Michael Elgin. Providing us with the following statement, it is a core value of Anthem organisation that we conduct our business with respect and integrity providing a safe and secure work environment for our employees and performers. We are following carefully the various allegations being made through social media and reviewing all incidents involving impact wrestling talent and personnel to determine an appropriate course of action. Well, accusations now have been levied photos of identified the person as Devlin. In addition, Millie McKenzie of SPLX Apparel accused Banks of being emotionally manip- manipulative of her during a secret one-year relationship him emotionally and mentally abusing her as you can see below she said i'm so proud of these girls for speaking out but you need to keep listening and changing i was abused by someone else in the street i spoke to promotion involved and it said one of the boys won't do that our scene still has a boys club mentality and that's hannah francesca uh i hate rehearsing these photos but your boys club did this our industry allowed this to happen i was let down by a promotion please see this please believe this please put measures for this not to happen again and listen to women when they have come to you for help. And she said, this is scary. I'm really scared. Jordan Devlin did this to me. And this is just a physical damage, not including my ass and back bruises, because I don't fancy posting that online. Well, we get an update. And W executives are reportedly getting together to discuss the influx of abuse. Allegations levied against the next UK talent. Tom Colley, who reports that W officials have called an emergency meeting to discuss the allegations against stars from the brand. Like I said, Jordan Devlin, Charis Banks, Joe Coffey, El Ligero have all, as seen, been accused of sexually, physical or mental verbal abuse. There's also been another update. WWE has issued a statement to WrestlingNews.co regarding the allegations against Jordan Devlin. And they say we take any allegation of this nature very seriously and are looking into the matter. And now we go on to Matt Riddle. Uh, a woman named Candy Cartwright accused Riddle of assaulting her in a van when she denied a sexual advance. She says she was then performed having intercourse with him. Cartwright called the incident incredibly humiliating for her. So this is a tweet. I'm posting this because I've been sad for so long. I didn't realise that what he did to me was not okay. I realise now reading these other brave women's stories that I can't be afraid anymore and have to speak out. Back in May of 2018, I was riding with Matt Riddle and a few other wrestlers. During a van ride when the three other wrestlers had fallen asleep, Matt asked me to hop on his dick. When I refused, although we had previously been together, I was incredibly uncomfortable in that setting. 
When I said no, he grabbed me by my throat, choked me and said, what if I just made you? I ended up giving him oral sex, praying someone would wake up to get out of having intercourse with him. It was incredibly humiliating. It is never okay to put your hands on a woman. It's also not okay to not listen when she says no. Yeah, so I mean, like I said, with that, uh, Matt Riddle's come out and said that this girl has been kind of harassing her for the past couple of years and he's, he's, even his lawyer has made a statement about, uh, especially when he was going to make his debut and he did continue to make his debut on that Smackdown. Uh, but we, you know, there's a few tweets going out there and there was a few names that we hadn't seen allegations for and Jericho's, at Jericho's ticket said to us, Mighty Skull has not been accused of anything for what I can find and it seems like wrestling Twitter fake news. Hope something doesn't come out that would suck. Also, what Tyler Bate was accused of, chatting to a married woman, cannot be put in the same category as Star. Yeah, we saw Tyler Bate's name pop up, and it was just because he was speaking to a woman in a hotel room. Kind of no other uh, allegations. But early Friday morning, Will Ospreay tweeted that he finds it disgusting when social media is used as a tool to accuse people of sexual assault. And from Reddit, after posting the tweet, Ospreay was assailed by hundreds of angry Twitter fans accusing the wrestler of trying to silence victims of sexual assault. His tweet has since been deleted. His tweet seems to be in response to another British indie wrestler, Pollyanna, to confront harassment in the wrestling industry. She has tweeted a series of cryptic messages that seem to accuse another wrestler of sexual assault. They have no issue sharing a locker room with someone who would do that. The tweet storm begins, which seems to be referring to a past crime. Pollyanna only returned to wrestling after quitting in 2016 before her retirement. She wrestled in Impact Pro Wrestling UK, Pro Wrestling Eve and Progress Wrestling. She was also the inaugural Plex Women's Wrestling Champion, a title she held for 480 days. But it's clear from her tweet that she's referring to another male wrestler who has returned after retirement, but she stopped short of naming names. I'm angry at myself and angry at him being back. I'm angry at the people sharing the locker room with him and I'm angry at the promotion where I made it clear I would never work where he was when last time I spoke to him. Uh, Reddit and Twitter have both speculated on who she could be referring to. One name, Ryan Smiles, keeps coming up in response on social media, but there seems to be equal to him being the culprit. Well, besides being completely heartless, Osprey may have also deleted the tweet as Polina actually did not use social media to accuse anyone directly. Afterward, Osprey replaced his tweet with an apology and an olive branch recounting a time in his childhood when he too fell victim to a sexual assault as a 14-year-old boy. And then into Saturday. Well, Will Ospreay said, here's a statement regarding my deleted tweet from three years ago. More importantly, my apology to Pollyanna. If there's anything more I can do, please reach out and keep speaking out. Please know I have committed, I have committed any crime and I am one of the good guys. I'm just severely uneducated. Okay, so at this moment in time, so you would say Marty has had no rumours against him. Yeah. Tyler Bate, if we're going to keep track of the kind of Mag 7 as well and what they're doing. Uh, Bate is kind of clear at this moment in time as well. Osprey, he's said this at this moment in time. Is he just uneducated or is it a fact of, is there something more? Do you know what I mean? Like I'm not 100% sure when it comes to, to Will at this moment in time. Um, so like I said with the Magnificent Seven like I said Osprey we're still not sure Skirl nothing official has come out McIntyre Dunn uh, Zack Sabre Jr there's kind of nothing to be heard at this moment in time as well uh, so the list I mean I've got a list in front of me at the moment you've got Whiplash Leggero 
Mark Perry, James Flynn, Joe Coffey, Josh Bodum. Uh, you've got Wolfgang, Jimmy Havoc, Devlin, Gallagher, Banks, Riddle. I mean, that's 11 people there. Uh, but then on Sunday, it kind of just grows. Yes, well, 26 WWE superstars and other wrestlers included in various abuse accusations. Among the latest names linked with the increasingly popular social media movement are Jim David Starr, Ligero, Jordan Devlin, Joe Coffey, Matt Riddle, Joey Ryan, Jack Gallagher, Michael Elgin and Barry Wolfgang Young and others all being accused of some form of sexual misconduct or assault. Right, so Jim Cornette is is added and, like we said, the Joey Ryan thing... um, I don't know where we're going to touch on that now, but there was... No, I'll, I'll wait. I'll wait and we'll talk about that in a bit. Uh, what was WWE response to all the allegations, then? Well, WWE released 205 Live star Jack Gallagher. The move comes after a woman accused him of sexual assault. Yeah. And like we said, we've just mentioned uh, that tweet as well and what he did. Um, the 30-year-old, in addition to releasing Gallagher, WWE scrubbed his profile from its website as well. Yes, he made his WWE television debut during a Cruiserweight Classic. He defeated Fabian Eichner in the opening round before losing to Akira Tozawa in the round of 16. From there, he moved on to a regular on-screen role with 205 Live. He appeared on the show Friday, falling to Jake Atlas in a singles bounce. Yeah, so Gallagher has gone at this moment in time, and then we move on to Monday. And like I said, this, this is a massive British problem uh starting from thursday and then lots of we had matt riddle and then more americans kind of got involved through monday as well yes the wrestling world has been struck with a slew of sexual assault and harassment allegations against some wwe nwa and other stars stories have been trending with the hashtag speaking as several women have accused wrestling figures of sexual misconduct after the allegations, WWE and several other wrestlers have spoken out against the act and condemned it, while calling for the perpetrators to be punished. Well, an independent wrestler, Liz Savage, has said that Vice President Dave Lagana in NWA has sexually assaulted her. Yes, after being friends with Dave Lagana for four years, he sexually assaulted me, said Savage. I he... moved to LA after two years of him asking me to come out. I was a real friend to him and have been there for him when he was his lowest. He wanted to bring me out for LA for work. He was back and forth between Ring of Honor, TNA companies at the time in 2010, but told me if I came to LA, he would put me on NWA Hollywood. And- challenges in his life. We were of various reports related to Jimmy. We are evaluating his status with our company and will address it when he has successfully completed his rehabilitation. The statement stresses that AEW are evaluating the star's status in the company and they will only officially address it after he has completed his rehabilitation period. Well, other performers such as Matt Riddle, John Devlin, El Liguero, Travis Banks, Jack Gallagher, Dave Starr have been named as offenders, with Riddle, Devlin, Liguero all denying the claims. AEW star Evil Uno posted about a speaking out experience of his own. I applaud those courageous enough to speak out on their abuse. Uno wrote on Twitter, Our profession has never been kind to those who do. This behaviour needs to stop. Pro wrestling should be a safe space for everyone. I've had many advances made to me when I was a teenager from 14 onwards. I was forced to wrestle boxes for a priest under the guise of it being a TV taping. I was sent lewd photos and given hotel numbers. I was lucky it never went beyond this. I was taught the time to ignore the dark side of wrestling to grow a thick skin. As a teenager, I didn't understand the severity of it all. Many have made it much worse than I. Listen to their stories. We can be better. I mean, that just tells you... You know, it is not just kind of women that are um, suffering as well. Um, and then it's kind of weird because 
Impact made an official statement and said, we're going to look into it before we make a decision. WWE also said that, but have released uh, Jack Gallagher. And AEW, now, just touching on the Jimmy Havoc thing, after seeing the accusations and, and reading it, and then with AEW's statement, are you surprised by that? I mean, should it have been a little bit, you know... I am quite surprised by it, yeah. I think, you know, they should have gone the uh, WWE route and just said, look, you know, we're not having you back. You are deleted from our history. We don't want to see you again. Yeah, I do understand they're kind of putting him through rehabilitation for his mental and substance abuse issues. You know, that can still carry on behind closed doors. But to kind of say, look, we're going to reassess what's happening, I don't think that's right with, you know, especially with the number of allegations made against him as well. Yeah, that's that's what seems a little bit, you know, weird from AEW. But they also responded because obviously you've got Sammy Guevara, on the other hand, who's called out of his own words. A 2016 podcast clip resurfaced in which the Inner Circle member recalls seeing current W Women's Tag Team Champion Sasha Banks at a tryout and wanting to rape her. The audio circulated online leading to Guerrero's name trending on Twitter. Yes, AEW responded by suspending him indefinitely without pay. Instead, his salary will, do- will be donated to Women's Centre of Jacksonville. The company also said Guevara will undergo sensitivity training before his status within the company is reevaluated. Well, Guevara apologised for his comments on Twitter, writing, I've made a stupid, inappropriate and extremely offensive comments in my past. In my innocent mind, I thought I was being funny and using words and terms that represent nothing but horror and pain. Additionally, he and Banks also note that someone spoke to the audio surfaced. Words like the comments he made, jokingly or not, have no place in our society, Banks wrote. I don't condone or tolerate this kind of behaviour. Um, again, this is slightly different to allegations, but it's still not right that it was said, was it? You know, I think it, AEW played this well. Yeah, I think you know that was the correct way of playing it. You know, he's kind of not gone out and raped her. I know he said it, but it was. You know, it was, as he kind of put it, a tongue-in-cheek comment. It wasn't kind of meant that way. It was just uh, quite a disgusting way of saying that he thought she was very pretty and good-looking. Yeah, and I mean, like you said, that I think he'll make sure he'll never use that kind of term again. And, and people that... Have, some people made excuses that that's what the kids say when there's a really good-looking... You know, like I said, there's no need to use a few words um, that are around. And you can just you know, come up with something else, do you know what I mean? Say say something else, or don't treat a woman like she's a sexual object, maybe, you know? That, yeah, that there is that kind of thing to do as well, yeah. yeah. Alright, so, we talked about Joe Ryan, but after sexual assault and misconduct allegations surfaced this week regarding Joe Ryan, Being the Elite made decisions to remove several of the videos that feature him. In the latest episode of Being the Elite, the caption for the message saying that out of respect to the many victims who have come forward, they will be taking down any Being the Elite video that features an accused serial sexual abuser. The statement goes on to say the team regrets providing a platform for anyone like that. Yeah, and it says, Hi guys and girls, we hope this video provides an escape or even makes you laugh during these tough times. We love you all. Out of respect to the victims, we have began the process of taking down Being the Elite videos which featured an accused serial sexual abuser. Our biggest regret is providing a platform unknowingly to such a despicable person. Our hearts go out to the victims and anyone else affected. All right, the next one was about Brock Lesnar. And this was, you know, following the Speaking Out movement, legend um, Terry Reynolds accused Brock Lesnar of sexual harassment, recalling an incident that happened a number of years ago. She said, I don't have a lot of respect for Brock. I don't think Brock respects wrestling fans. Uh, Reynolds told the KEE on Sports podcast in an episode posted on Sunday. 
Brock did something that if it was in today's day and time, you know. He showed his penis to me and called my name as I was walking past where he was in a dressing room and opened his towel so I could see his manly bits. Well, Les, from a respect standpoint, from a sexual harassment standpoint, it was even more wrong. Runnels has accused Lesnar of harassment. This is not the first time she's mentioned the incident. We're previously speaking about it in 2004. As part of the Speaking Out movement, a number of women who worked with and or were trained by the Knight family, specifically Soraya Knight, real name Julia Harmer, being subjected to a variety of abusive behaviour. Retired wrestler Charlie Morgan, real name Yasmin Lander, followed the tweet below with a longer, more detailed statement sent to the website Bell to Bells, which was co-signed by Hannah Holmes, Alice Smith and Aisha Raymond. In response to Hammer, a fixture on US indies like Shimmer and Shine, in addition to promotions, she runs with husband Ricky Knight in the United Kingdom, who is the mother of WWE's Paige and whose family have been featured in the Channel 4 documentary with the Dwayne Johnson-produced biopic Fighting With My Family, posted the following statement on Facebook. So for the last three days, I've sat wondering what exactly is needed to satisfy this bloodthirsty hunt. My life, you want me to die? You think by pushing buttons, I'm going to lie there and just take it? Firstly, I refute any statement regarding kissing a minor. That's fucking sick. And if Norfolk Police wants to come and chat to me about it, I fucking welcome it. Where was the parents during this apparent act? Ten years old at a show alone? I don't think so. I hope you have. I welcome any police inquiry into this. I absolutely deny this. Well, Yasmin, we were talking up to April this year. Why didn't you say you came to my gym just before lockdown during training? Cuddled me. You and Alice came in in front of 30 people. I don't get it. Aisha, we didn't get on. We fought hard. You gave as good as you got. You didn't back down. We argued like equals. As far as I'm concerned, you're untalked. Whatever opinion you have of me, you were no shrinking violet. Alice, I am shocked of you. This has hurt bad. Well, in fact, everyone that has written something, no matter whether true or false, right or wrong, has had plenty of time to approach me. Why wait all this time? I will be stepping away with immediate effect. I will be deleting all social media. You can attack me via sweetsoraya at hotmail.com. I will be happy to forward everyone's point of view to my solicitor. I'm sure, as you can see in this business, will be in great hand. And for every ying, there is a yang. I know that there is now going to crescendo, but, they, but it's, there are two sides to every story. Remember that. Well, thank you for 30 years. I'm done. I cannot believe that I'm being attacked in this fucking insane way. I'm walking away because I'm heartbroken, not because I'm forced to. I cannot stomach even being around wrestling. I have to go fuck all you to hide. I've done fuck all to warrant this. I trained hard. I trained everywhere. Made more money in training than wrestling. I'm such a bad teacher. You girls can go fucking. There's no coincidence. <laughs> I can't accept this and I won't. I'm seeking legal advice. Any allegations, please forward to Norfolk Police. Well, Paige has not commented on the allegations or her mother's response. Prior to Lander's statements, she had tweeted in support of speaking out. All right, so uh, Travis Banks, um, like I say, the the story about him, we haven't ever touched on the accusation yet. But Kiwi pro wrestler Travis Banks has denied serious allegations made against him after a female competitor accused the 33-year-old of manipulation and creating an unsafe working environment. Well, the hashtag speaking out has been trending on Twitter as female competitors shared their experiences of sexual assault and harassment. Independent wrestler Millie McKenzie was one of them, claiming she was in an abusive sexual relationship with Banks three years ago when she was 17. The Coventry-based star, now 20, claimed Banks insisted that the relationship be kept a secret 
adding things got so bad it had a massive effect on her mental health and self-confidence. While she hated wrestling and the person I became when I was with him. She said, very scary doing this, but I don't want anyone else to have to go through what I did. I began training under Travis Banks when I was 17. We had a secret one-year relationship in which he wouldn't speak to me or be near me in public in case anyone would find out. Cheated on me multiple times in front of my face and was horrible to me. Had a massive effect on my mental health and self-confidence. I hate wrestling because of him. Well, regardless if the relationship was good or bad, which honestly, which was honestly vile, he was my abused his position of power. She continued in a series of tweets. Yeah, and uh, this man destroyed the last year of my childhood. The allegations saw Progress Wrestling, a British professional wrestling promotion, cut all ties with Banks, where he was the company's former world champion in 2017. Well, Banks moved to the UK in 2015, where he is currently based in Wolverhampton. He also is signed to WWE's NXT brand, released a carefully worded statement where he apologised to McKenzie. Yeah. That's what he said. Statement said um, the relationship broke down between both parties and it ended after we ended it. We agreed to talk it out. We apologised to each other for any individual actions behind the relationship breakdown. After seeing these comments, I can only repeat my apology. I'm truly sorry for any pain caused in this relationship. But Mackenzie took offence to Banks' statement and went on to release a series of screenshots of tw- text messages between the pair when the Kiwi was drunk. Now, uh, about 48 hours after this all happened, uh, we had people coming out in support. And Paige, like I said, her, fam- her, her mum and family have been accused on this. Uh, she said, I'm only just catching up properly with social media and wow, seeing so many of you speaking out against these disgusting humans makes me so sad to see your experience, but proud of you for telling your story. Keep your voice. We love and have your back. She tweeted that and has not tweeted since. Um, no, and Bailey went on to say, I truly admire those who are sharing their stories, all in hopes that it will help someone who may have similar experiences and to prevent these things from ever happening in our industry again. Yeah. We are here for you. Sonia Deville says, keep speaking out, I have your backs, I love you all, and we will not tolerate this behaviour ever. Peyton Royce said, so proud of everyone speaking out right now, you are so brave and have my undivided support. I applaud and emphasise with you, the world needs to do better, treat people like human beings with love, kindness and support. Big E says, our pray our industry is swiftly rid of all these predators and abusers. To everyone brave enough to tell their story, I'm sorry, and you have to endure this. Mustafa Ali said, if you don't have to show your pa- if you don't have to share your pain, but if you do, realise how incredibly brave you are. Sharing your pain may prevent someone from experiencing that same pain. My heart is with you. And Keith Lee finally said, sigh, wrestling world, we must absolutely do better, period. We have enough trash going around in this world. Right, now, uh, we talked about uh, Will Ospreay and uh, his statement that he made about it. I mean... It's 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 pretty full on his statement, and basically I wrote a tweet three years ago that only lasted on my timeline for two minutes before taking it down because I knew what I did was wrong. For I knew it was screenshot of making the rounds on social media. My crime is opening my mouth without having knowledge of the situation and defending a childhood friend that I can never imagine performing this crime. I issued an apology three years ago and done so much to better and educate myself, and I think I did wrong. I I know I need to do even more. Um, also, IWL confirms Will Ospreay got Pollyanna removed from booking. A promotion in the UK is backing up allegations that Will Ospreay had Pollyanna removed from bookings after Ospreay denied it. As reported yesterday, Ospreay spoke out to address allegations that he had now that he had the now retired Pollyanna blackballed after she accused Ospreay's friend Scott Rain 17 of sexually assaulting her. 
He denied that he had anything to do with Pollyanna being blacklisted and specifically said, I've never spoken to any promoter about not having her on or show or around shows while also apologising for a tweet he made and quickly deleted at the time where he said, think it's disgusting that people can use social media to accuse people of sexual assault. Uh, also an update with the Knight family as well. Uh, Charlie Morgan came out and said, uh, along with Brian Dixon, they tried to um, get people to participate in uh, sexual activity with a group of friends. Um, and literally some of these people were just 14 years old as well. And like we said, Paige hasn't tweeted anything since then. Uh, the following weekend now, we move along, and uh, Michael Elgin uh, was released um, by Impact Wrestling. Uh, as was Ligero as well, and the statement says, NXT superstar Ligero reportedly had been released by WWE after being the subject of allegations via the Speaking Out movement. Uh, according to Mike Johnson, Ligero's profile was removed from WWE.com on Friday, and a source later confirmed that he had been let go by the company. Uh, one thing we we didn't really talk about, uh, Jim Cornette earlier being accused. Uh, apparently him and his wife made power plays in order to hurt many, many people. Um, fuck you, Jim. That's AKI Evolution. Jim Cornette has come out and uh, denied that now. And uh, the Michael Elgin thing, I think we'll have more of that in a minute. But several female wrestlers from the United Kingdom have said that Ligero engaged in misconduct and abuse. Johnson noted that Violet O'Hara said Ligero indecently assaulted her when she allowed her to lay next to her in bed. While Ligero has since deleted his Twitter account, he previously denied O'Hara's account while also admitting to some wrongdoing in other areas. Yeah, the current story that has been released by Violet O'Hara is neither accurate nor true. This is a completely false allegation. While I've done other things in my life that I deeply regret, this is an accurate or truthful portrayal of events. This is something I strongly deny and it's something I've been in the process of speaking to a legal team about. Well, Ligero is a masked character portrayed by 35-year-old England native Simon Musk. Ligero is an 18-year veteran of the wrestling business who worked for many different companies before signing with WWE, including Pro Wrestling Noah in Japan and Progress in Great Britain. So, like we said, Jack Gallagher and Ligero had been released, but just minutes after the news of NXT UK superstar Ligero's release, Travis Banks, another superstar who had been accusations levied against him during the Speaking Out movement, had also been released with... Uh, the company and uh, so like I say it, it's coming out in drips and drabs at this point it's gone by they've looked into it and like we said the, the kind of uh, Travis Banks and Jimmy Havoc kind of similar and like I said WWE and AEW have gone different ways with that is it the right thing or not we don't know uh, we had someone on saying earlier that Marty Skull's name had been uh, featured but it was fake wrestling news uh, but unfortunately Ring of Honor talent and head booker Mike School tweeted out a statement regarding the sexual abuse allegations that were made by a woman who was 16 years old at that time IPWK show in 2015. Before we get on to this, uh, Ligero is another guy that we've seen wrestle. Uh, Mike Skell is a guy that we've met and actually had pictures with as well. And IPW is a show that uh, the company that we went to last year to see Joey Ryan. Uh, again, like you said, it's it's so close to home. And people go, why, why are you going, you know, detail about this as well? When you're kind of like the epicenter of what's going on, you can't not but uh, try and just try and get your head around it and try and speak about it in that way. You know, never in a million years when we'd met these guys, we'd have thought something like this would have happened. Yeah, know? absolutely. All right, about my school then. 
Um, the woman alleges that Skrull had tried to coerce her to have unprotected sex while she was intoxicated. She said that she performed oral sex before he could pe- pe- penetrate her. A friend came in and told Skrull to leave. Well, she right after the alleged incident, the next day he didn't turn up for his match. Everyone there knew that we had kissed, so it was quickly circulating that I was a slut, but not the part where he sexually assaulted a drunk child. Well, Skrull's statement did not feature a formal apology, but urged those attacking the women to stop and listen, as it is her right to use her voice. Skrull admitted that the encounter happened, as said that it was legal as 16 is the age of sexual consent in the UK. Yeah, well, yeah, I mean, we'll, we'll touch on that in a minute. He first said, I'm aware that a young woman had bravely come forward of sexual abuse by some members of the wrestling community in the UK five years ago, a community I was part of, Skrull wrote. Although I truly believe that out the account that that evening was consensual and the fact that the encounter was legal is almost not the point. I understand now that she now has views our counter as part of a bigger problem within the wrestling community. Well, what concerns me at this moment is that from what I have been reading, she is a fan of wrestling and was made to feel unsafe within that community. That is not acceptable. Also, I understand that some people have been attacking the media and I implore you to please stop. She has the right to her voice, and it is our responsibility to listen. Well, as of writing, Ring of Honor has not commented on the accusations made towards Skrull, but Bub- Bubba CW, which is a great uh, at as well, WC Bub, um, said, I've seen folks out there defending Mike Skrull by saying him having sex with a 16-year-old is fine because she was legal, and yet every single one of them tweeted yesterday that Sammy was just a 22-year-old kid when he joked about rape isn't that convenient. I mean... Again, it's it's pretty true, that one. Um, and then at Shia O responded, though, not a good reason for his words. Sammy's immaturity is a valid point. Couple his apology is why he couldn't, uh, shouldn't be crucified. Saying it's okay to have sex with a 16-year-old because it's legal should result in a criticism of the law, not an excuse on behaviour. Thoughts, Dan? Um, well, my thoughts are, you know, yes, it may be consensual to have sex with a 16-year-old, but applying a 16-year-old with alcohol isn't really kind of an acceptable thing to do. You know, um, again, it's it's not really a good predicament to be in for anyone. No, uh, the thing is, um, we're going to have a look at a couple. Of, so we've got Marty Skulls, um, we've got the statement at JR's Barbecue saying that uh, about the acquisition on the tweet. Uh, Marty Skulls released this statement that we've talked about as well. Um, and for people at Brian... Neptune, for people who are defending Marty's skull, uh, says someone cannot consent if they don't legally have the capacity to consent, they're asleep or unconscious, they're too drunk or high, and they don't have the freedom to consent. So, in actual fact, you know, if in England a child is dying to anyone who has yet reached the 18th birthday, child protection guidelines point out that even if a child has reached 16 of age, living independently in a further education, a member of armed forces in a hospital the custody in a secure state, they are still legally children. So, this is probably the most difficult one when it comes to Marty Skrull because, like you said, it's 16 legal, but then again, you've had, when you're drunk, I'd, again, you know, it's it's one of these, is it right or wrong? It's wrong, isn't it? You know? It is wrong, yes. Um, you know, legal or not, I don't think anyone is in the right frame of mind to consent or not consent to having sex. When they're under the influence of alcohol or in that matter. Personally, um, I remember um, there was a girl I liked years ago. And she'd come around my house one time late at night. 
knocking on the door and she was drunk and uh, she was saying that oh I've, I've liked you for so long and you know maybe we could do something and I said look to be fair you're drunk and for me I mean it should be for everybody like there was going to be no fun there you know I, I hadn't been drinking or anything like that and even though maybe I wanted to because I, I liked the girl herself I thought no this is not the right thing so I just took her home made sure she got home safely the next day I, uh, you know text her and she was ever so bad because she was drunk but again there's a limit you shouldn't take advantage and it's it's the kind of thing i've heard of people go well if a girl goes out dressed like that you know or has had a few drinks and there is no fucking way that is acceptable you know what i mean yeah there is no excuse or reason for doing anything with someone that is under the influence or you know that heavily intoxicated as well Uh, especially like we said with some of the stories when they're making them get intoxicated in in that way it's just it's so awful. And like you said, the level of trust or someone around it to say, hang on, are you actually doing? Probably, you know, it isn't the, the, the best thing. So a lot of these, like I said, the people uh, that have been on the list are the guys that we've actually met. You know, when we talk about a Marty Skull and we've talked about Will Ospreay and, of course, other people like um, Guerrero and uh, and others. And uh, I, I think, you know, and like I said, we will address the elephant in the room right now. And we're going to talk about Joey Ryan and, um, uh, you know, the close association we've had with him uh, since December of last year, really, with uh, IPW, with us going to see the event. And then since then, you know, on Twitter, um, trying to get Joey Ryan to follow us and him, you know, retweeting and uh, live our stuff. And, of course, you know, using the pictures that we've got. And to say it came as a shock would be an understatement. And like I say, this has happened a couple of weeks ago now, and it it took me time to process exactly what to say. You know, it was kind of a bit of feeling sorry for ourselves as well as the WNR. I've kind of supported this guy and then seeing the stories come out and calls still being allegations at that point. And, I mean, we even made an ill-timed tweet of saying we still support Joe Ryan uh, before the kind of shit hit the fan. Now, the thing is with Joe Ryan is that uh, what we're going to talk about now and then what our thoughts, you know, has completely changed, uh, especially these past few months. In no way do we endorse the actions or any kind of allegations or anything like that uh, towards towards these women. And uh, like I said, we're going to get into it now with Joe Ryan. And uh, at first it was at Sierra Loxton that tweeted out. Well, she said, I've had more than one person come forward and told me gave them. Don't you dare say you've tried to make it a safe place. She would like to remain anonymous still, but fuck you, Joey Ryan. Yeah, and you got the full tweet there as well, haven't you? So uh, you read out the, the statement that's on there. Not the first one. Um, early last year, Joey Ryan flew me in the day before a show to go see sites. On the day, I was really sick with a cold and didn't want to go out, but he convinced me to go out for a little to eat with him. He took me straight to a bar where I only had a few drinks, strong mixed cocktails, and it got me pretty messed up. Afterwards, while driving me back, he told me how much he liked me, bearing in mind we had barely held down a real conversation other than chit-chat at shows. I told him that I was interested in someone else and continued to let him down, but he was persistent about it. He asked to walk me to my room. I allowed him because it was a sketchy area. He then asked me if he could come in. I told him no because it wasn't a good idea. He said only for a minute. I still said no and he said, can I at least kiss you? I felt really awkward so reluctantly said okay. I still told him I didn't want him to come in. I was struggling to open my cold medicine packet from the door. So he let himself in and opened it for me. He then pursued me, 
pursued me and after countlessly saying I wasn't interested and said no, he sexually assaulted me. I found the courage to run to the bathroom and lock myself inside. I cried and told him to leave. He refused and kept telling me to come out. I was still crying in the bathroom and asking him to please leave. He said let's talk and then I'll leave. He tried to tell me he was a terrible person. That's why his wife left him and is seeing someone and he is seeing someone to help him with his problems. He told me to act like it never happened. It will be, it will be between you and me and wanted to make sure we were good. The next day he acted like it never happened. Coming to terms with this was the hardest part and I honestly never thought I would have the strength to tell this. If someone isn't interested in you, don't pursue them. If they say they are talking to or interested in someone else, respect that. This shouldn't happen to anyone else. And the thing is, with the the whole Joe Ryan, you know, is a lot of people say, well, when I met him, he was nice to me. But the fact is, is that we, we weren't women and we weren't put in the kind of situation that she might have been put in. And he did release a statement saying, like, uh, you know, I have gone through problems like this in the past, try and get help. And, you know, it's just a kind of character flaw, stuff like this. Uh, but, you know, when you get maybe one allegation, you think, oh, okay, you know, and then you, there's two and then three and then four. And then they start popping up, you know. And in Ryan's case, it's just multiple accusations from different people. Uh, we get the legit, uh, at Corinne Mink says, uh, one time I was picking up Joe Ryan from the airport and he groped my thigh and chest while I was driving, trying to get me to go to his hotel room and then kiss me to convince me to do so. I told the promoter of the show, who was responsible for a good amount of my training, I was attending school at the time, I was in the airport pick-up for all this, and he said he was sorry that he felt terrible, he put me in danger like that, he promised me he would never book Joey Ryan again, and lo and behold, a year and a half later, he books Joey Ryan, I can't believe I trusted him. Um, the next one is Marky, saying the first legit independent wrestling show was GCW, just being honest, I was overwhelmed and didn't know what to expect. I was mainly excited to see Effie, and for that reason, I had my pride scarf on. It was already a scary at that. I was. It was already scary at that because I didn't know how fans would perceive me. The fans were amazing. Two wrestlers weren't. I went to the merch table, and David Starr and Joey Ryan were next to each other with merch. I went to them looking at merch, not knowing what to buy. I settled on a We the Independent beanie and asked them for a picture. They came up to me and the first thing Joey did was look at my pride scarf and say, do you want to take a picture of you holding my dick or would that turn you on? He f- it threw me off, but I brushed it off as uh, his humour and laughed. Joey then said, oh, do you want to do it t- or do you want to do it to me? And he tried to grope me with his hand. I backed up in hesitation, was still laughing and bumped into David, who was behind me and said, Joey, maybe he's a bottom and tried to slap my ass. I awkwardly stood aside as a fan took the picture. I told the fan to delete it afterwards. I didn't want that image existing to come up in my mind ever again. That experience still exists in my mind and might not go away ever. I was already questioning my sexuality as is and that just made me feel like being gay slash pansexual wasn't okay. I didn't even think of it bad until after Chris Bay put an arm out to get my attention and said, hey man, are you okay? I don't even know if he remembers that happening, but thank you. Thank you, Effie, for also helping me with my sexuality after that encounter and making me forget the experience at the time for being, uh, time being and make me proud to don the rainbow. At the wrestling MC, so try to keep this anonymous because, frankly, I was terrified of the fallout. What happened to me was nowhere near the catastrophic level of abuse my fellow women have unnecessarily suffered, but I need to share the story. Uh, and then it was said, I've seen so many people defending fuck anonymity. This man is Joey Ryan. 
I'm going to start. I'm ashamed, ashamed that I brushed it off as banter and it's just the lads when what happened to me was not acceptable. The wrestler repeatedly propositioned me for sex after a wrestling show. Myself and the majority of the roster shared a few drinks after a show. Uh, he took advantage of wrestlers to come to the UK and then up until this point in the night, despite being the only woman in a large group of six plus six foot tall plus men, I'd felt safe. The majority of these wrestlers are my friends. My colleagues wrestlers sat beside me. She's touched my hands and my arms, invaded my personal space desperately tried to go home with me he deliberately isolated me from my friends and my partner sit me on the further side of the table pushing his leg against mine sit beside me almost on top of me he also made comments about the self-harm scar on my arms an attempt at nigging touching his joke about my mission whatever it was it was disgusting I, I, I ignored it all as a bit of fun laughing off at the moment and I realise now you took advantage and a couple of other wrestlers have come out as well um, with, with comments about Joe Rock. Uh, yeah, Ryan Namath said, if you've been assaulting women for your entire wrestling career, you can't blame it on a dick flip or relationship issues. You are a fucking loser, a liar and a monster. You deserve to be exposed and ended. And also, uh, Joey Janela said, this dude is a lying sack of fucking shit. I used to be friends with Joey, but the allegations to him now and to co- about to come out about him are 100% true. Now, I... I've I have got a slight problem with Joey Janela uh, and, and people like that because the thing is in in a world it, you can't come out now and say ah I told you so why did you not do something at that point in time especially when you're in a position of power if you're in that group is Joey is Joey Ryan a bigger star than Joey Janela why didn't Joey Janela I know it's not his fault specifically but to come out afterwards and go ah fuck you I knew all about it why it's not saying before exactly yeah and you know again. There's more chance of it being believed from someone who has like first-hand knowledge of it, um, as opposed to you know people n- might not be believing the accu- accusers of these you know these uh, things. It would be more you know it would have more meaning and back coming from yeah. Joey Janela. Well, that shadow of that, and and especially uh, the promoters as well of these companies who are, who are seeing this happen and go, oh, we just we just kind of let him off. You know, it's. It's the worst thing, and and the the reason why you know we became fans of Joey Ryan in the first place for me personally was the kind of dick flip and the kind of character. But we and the people going, well, uh, how did you not realise that that character was that in real life? Because it's a character. Young Taker doesn't go around burying people in in real life. That's what I thought was the genius of it that he could be so sleazy and the other side actually be you know quite a nice guy. And, and it pains me to say, but obviously, you know, especially all these allegations to show, no, actually, that's why he was so good at being that sleazy character, because that's what he was kind of behind the curtain. And, you know, it's it's worse for all the people and all the women involved with Joey Ryan, that saying happened to them, as opposed to us. Do you know what I mean? It's it's the kind of thing of, of being shocked by it and not really knowing what to say. But, you know, one of the people that maybe we... Uh, Go to in this is uh, Candice LeRae because prior to signing with WWE in 2017, Candice LeRae's career was inexplicably linked to Joey Ryan's. The Joey were probably one of the most famous practitioners of the intergender wrestling in the business. They held tag team titles together in three different companies and produced more than 100 episodes of a YouTube show together from 2013 to 2016. Ryan was present for a wedding to Johnny Gagano and featured in one of the widely circulated pictures from the event. Or over the past several days, multiple women have come forward to share their stories of being sexually abused by Ryan, real name Joseph Ryan Meehan. 
A short time ago, LeRae broke her silence about her former tag partner and friend. She doesn't mention me and by name, but it's clear who she's writing about. She says, I'm mortified and I absolutely do not and never have condoled such horrible actions. I have zero tolerance for it. To the woman he did this to, my heart breaks for you. I trusted this person. Reading the stories and learning how he acted sickens me because you all trusted him too. I can't imagine how you felt. For every woman and man who has been brave enough to speak out, I have nothing but love and respect for you. Yeah, and we just like to say thank you, Candice Flat, because it must be horrible. We're feeling terrible because, like I said, we've supported him these past nine months. Imagine being a tag team with him and especially... Uh, the accusations about other women, you know, it is horrible. Uh, me and promotion bar wrestling has shut down as a result of the allegations against him. And as of right, as of right, doing the timeline, Impact Wrestling has only said they are reviewing the situation. Well, Joe Ryan's name came up last week during the initial days of the Speaking Out movement. Over the weekend, more and more women came forward with their stories of dealing with Ryan, which demonstrated a pattern of abuse and assault. What? Wrestlers have come forward to back the women's accounts. Yeah. In response, Ryan tweeted a statement that's since been deleted along with the rest of his Twitter account. Do you know what I'm saying? I'm not saying you're guilty, but when you delete your entire Twitter account and, you know, after this, I should say his his patron is still up and running, but we'll get on to that in a second. Um, he said he wouldn't comment on the allegation and the advice of his lawyer. He's told a personal story how he couldn't handle the fame, which came after a penis bait gimmick took off. And he's been in therapy, had positive interactions with his victims when reaching out to them, etc. Well, the account for Ryan's promotion, Bar Wrestling, was also deactivated. The website, SoCal Uncensored, spoke to Bootleg Theatre, the venue where bar wrestling shows took place, and they confirmed they've ended their relationship with the company due to what surfaced about Ryan. Yeah, and Ringside News have reported on several instances of abuse and harassment from Ryan. The news story from indie wrestler Roxy falls in line with previous accounts about Ryan's behaviour. Her story also includes inappropriate interactions with minors and she was the minor. Well, I assumed it was common knowledge for a 40-year-old man to not flirt with someone underage, but obviously not. The first uncomfortable comment he made to me at a show was, "Bad for flirting with you. I said, what? He replied, I feel so bad for flirting with you because you're 17, I could be your dad. And then he laughed and I tried to tell myself he was joking and awkwardly laughed it off. When she became 18, she had to drop Joe Ryan off at his hotel. She told the promoter she didn't want to drive because he made her feel uncomfortable, but he insisted. Well, during the quiet and awkward car ride, Joe Ryan asked for a piece of gum and said, you know, in case you want to make out, she brushed off that comment. When he got to the hotel, he asked her if she wanted to get down, but she said no. It was worth a shot was his reply. She stated that the stories came out as part of the Speaking Out movement made her realise that Joey Ryan wasn't just making jokes. She was told it's just the way Joey is too many times. Now she knows better. Fucking hell. And then no, at, time, at this time, no charges have been pressed against Joey Ryan. And Impact Wrestling had not officially announced anything, but it's reported that Joey Ryan back. And then an update on that. Well, as the fallout continues from the Speaking Out movement, Impact Wrestling has released a sta- statement announcing it has fired wrestlers Joey Ryan and Dave Christ. The promotion has also suspended, suspended top star Michael Elgin. Elgin had been accused of sending unsolicited photos while Chris had been accused of abuse in addition to sending unsolicited photos as well. Well, Impact Wrestling confirms that it has terminated his contracts with Dave Christ and Joey Ryan effective immediately. 
The statement read, in addition, suspended Michael Elgin penned a further review of the allegations of misconduct. Impact is still reportedly trying to figure out how to handle material for Michael Elgin moving forward. While it's easier to remove all of the Joey Ryan material, the taped content for Elgin is a bit more difficult as Elgin, Trey Miguel, Ace Austin and Eddie Edwards were reportedly set to face Tessa Blanchard for the Impact World title at Samiversary next month. Neither Chris nor Elgin responded. So, we weren't sure said we had been so close uh, to Joey Ryan and we'd also been close to, um, like I said, the Joey Ryan poll in itself. And we were featured, because we started supporting Joey Ryan on Patreon and uh, and he wanted to see if he was a guest and we were involved. Now, there's another show, so I'm going to mention all the shows now and I'm going to go into a bit of detail. Uh, we were up, we so the Double Up Podcast off against Straight Talk Wrestling, Kayfabe Connection, Bison Talks Impact, Bald Monkeys Podcast and Bad Flicks Show. We're up against... Um, and Kayfabe Connection actually won. So they won the poll. So, you know, nothing really happened. And then this kind of went down. Uh, and then on the 24th of June, uh, I got a, a DM saying uh, from the guy who ran Kayfabe Connection. And it was a poll against us, against Joe Ryan. And uh, wants to know what we thought about it. And uh, we, we came up with the idea of basically saying, because of what we... Uh, into Patreon or because what I've you know we've put in this money to support Joe Ryan what we'll do is we'll find a, a charity uh, that supports you know called sexual abuse and anything like this and, and donate to that as a show of kind of like look you know we, we, we backed the wrong horse so to speak with, with that guy we obviously have got no problems and we'll move on you know with it as well um, we would talk to him and he, he said to us no other podcast had, had reached out to him after this, now, the, I mean, there was many ways you could have dealt with the Joe Ryan thing. Is is ignoring it maybe the best thing? I I don't think it is because I think you have to kind of address it, don't you? In, in that way, so we did, and uh, we went out of our way because of all our fantastic support and what we can do to reach out to to the other podcast to see that we're doing. We didn't get responded. We didn't get response from two. So obviously, you know, uh, Jason uh, Bison talks impact. Um, so they like charity, which is not a problem, but obviously they still support it all, uh, and that would be a great thing. We spoke spoke to as well Straight Talk Wrestling, who are going to be uh, donating to a charity, and of course, like we say, at Velasaurus Rex uh, or Kayfabe Connection, who are going to be doing this as well. And uh, basically, the charity that we have picked for this, Dan, is it is the Survivors Trust dot org. Do you want to tell us a little bit more about it? Yes, there's trust. It basically says we need your help to continue our work supporting services to provide the best quality of care to survivors of sexual violence. With constant cuts and increased service need, we need your help now more than ever. Even a small donation can make the biggest of differences to our work. Yeah, and uh, of course we're going to donate there and you can remain anonymous uh, if you want. But we would love it if anybody that supports the WNR podcast as well wants to put in uh, any money uh, to that as well just to show you support. for These kind of horrible things, there's nothing you can do to change it, but to, like we said, uh, as in the past, change it. But looking forward to the future, obviously, there's a lot of change. And like I said, to show our support there as well. And like I said, we give a, a, a shout out to a, uh, at underscore straight talk, which is straight talk wrestling. And of course, at Villasaurus Rex as well, which is part of Kayfabe Connection. It's the first time we've ever mentioned another couple of podcasts because we're coming together to support this. And like we say, with Joe Ryan, um, we we are, you know, looking at Patreon. He has posted a couple of things recently. Uh, one, a throwback picture, but and he also sent a message 
to everybody as well. And he uh, actually, I can I can read you the message now because I saved it on there. Joe Ryan said, "I want to thank everyone for standing with me among the climate of social media right now. A few of you asked me for a public statement on things, so I want to share it with you. The tweets below. Thanks for everyone for their support. And obviously, we have kind of gone the other way on this. And um, with Joe Ryan, you know, it is what it is. Unfortunately, sometimes." Uh, this stuff happens, and there's no way we can condone it or anything like that. So, I mean, that is the end. Dick Flip, uh, R.I.P., basically, in the Dublin R podcast. But like I say with the charity Survivors Trust, at Survivors Trust on uh, Twitter as well, it is definitely uh, worth subscribing to. All right, so other news, other promotions shutting down, Dan. Uh, one of the side effects of the Speak Out movement has been some smaller promotions being devastated, if not outright finished off, by allegations against their owners slash promoters. If the top person in charge of the whole place is in trouble, there is a chance that the promotion is not going to survive. It was the case with Joey Ryan's Bar Wrestling, and it's now the case with another. The indie wrestling scene has not been this strong in a very long time, and that is a very good thing for all of wrestling. Not only can you find some future stars in the making, but there are also some great things to see in the present as well. There are so many promotions around the country Though, unfortunately, one of the bigger promotions is not going to be around any longer. No, according to PWI Insider, the Shikara Wrestling promotion will be shutting down due to a variety of allegations against owner Mike Quackenbush. These allegations involve various female Shikara wrestlers and staffers. The stories have come up over the last 24 hours and have led to several wrestlers resigning from the promotion. There have been no formal announcement, but Quackenbush is expected to make one in the near future. Chikara has been around since 2002 and operated in a seasonal setup instead of the traditional permanent schedule. Progress announced they're shutting down while the company comes up with new ideas and strategies to continue moving forward within the wrestling business sometime down the road. Well, the Wrestling Observer Newsletter reported the UK scene's company caused some major concern across the wrestling industry. The once popular wrestling scene across the globe has quickly gone downhill more key talent from UK has been picked up by WWE, NXT, NXT UK AEW, Ring of Honor, MLW and Impact Wrestling due to these moves made by these organisations UK wrestling companies like Progress, OTT and Red Pro have dealt a huge blow. Add the sexual allegation claims to the mix, the fears come into play the UK wrestling scene a region will be forced to start over a scratch or fade away into obscurity. Okay so we've got a couple of statements now a couple of companies that we have gone to see in uh, England. IPW would be the first one. They've had a statement. So they're the ones that had uh, Joey Ryan in December. And they said, uh, I'd like to start by saying that we are acutely aware of what has happened across the wrestling industry in the last few days. It's been difficult to put into words. We want to make sure we're speaking from the right place when we did. We commend the bravery of those who've been able to speak out and hope that positive steps can be taken to make the wrestling business a safe space for this and future generations. Which brings us to this statement. When we purchased IPW UK at the beginning of this year, our intention was to eventually run a wrestling show that the whole family could actually believe that we could continue the legacy that IPW UK had built over its 16-year history. For putting on high-standard entertainment showcasing the best wrestlers in the world, the support we received from inside the business and especially from wrestling fans after it was made public that we had purchased IPW UK was overwhelmingly positive and for that we will always be grateful. We honestly believe we could make the IPW name mean something again and we had a venue booked, merchandise made and were ready to go. Well, we were made aware of the history of the company and how some see it 
due to the names who were attached and the list has significantly increased in the last few days. We cannot be sure that this is the full list whilst people continue to speak out and what they have endured. We were hoping it would not be an issue. However, in light of current events and additions to the list, we believe the name has now been tarnished beyond repair by the alleged new and repeated deplorable actions of some of those involved in the history of IPW UK and many other promotions. However, much positive there has been in the company's history, the issues will always stand out. This is now not just about a couple of people from that company's past. It is now about so many people that are involved in the business that it is mind-blowing. Many of whom have appeared for various promotions around the world, including IPW UK in the recent past. We find these sickening actions outweigh anything we can or want to do with the brand. So, as it stands now, with immediate effect, IPW will no longer be an active promotion and we're not looking to run the planned shows under the company banner. Also, accounts will be hidden over the coming weeks while we work out exactly what to do and eradicate from them. We will continue to own all assets associated with International Pro Wrestling United Kingdom, including all the name, media, show footage, master copies and other products associated with the company that we purchased at the start of the year. With regards to the on-demand service, we will be assessing this as soon as possible and taking down what footage we feel is necessary. We have to tell the whole service down, however we are trying to avoid that and update those subscribed accordingly to work out the issue. As a family, we are 100% behind those who have been brave enough to come forward and make a stance against the people that have subjected them to a different types of abuse, most of which is sickening to read. All we can do is hope for something good comes out of this and the wrestling business we all love moves forward and becomes safe and a durable place for people to work and for people to attend without fear or prejudice or abuse of any kind. This post will stay here for 14 days and then the page will be hidden. Stay safe. And again, we stand 100% behind those that have come forward and have nothing but respect for you all, Paul and Deborah. It doesn't help that the two people they had last December were Jordan Devlin and Joe Ryan as the guys that came across. And like I said, for us, it feels bad. But to kind of have that be dedicated uh, to that amount of time must be horrible. Uh, Rev Pro as well, at Revolution Pro UK, we'd like to take a moment to address the uh, speaking out as well. Well, firstly, we'd like to emphatically give our support to those who have bravely shared their stories, encourage anyone who has further information of which they feel comfortable to share to come forward to help safeguard those in and around the industry going forward. We're aware that many people fear may have been advised that they would receive negative repercussions in regard to their careers for speaking the truth. So right now, we want to make it clear and confidently and publicly state that no matter what, should anyone have any issues with a big or small issue, will comfortable that they can talk to us and will categorically not be held against them. It seems ridiculous even having to say this, but the reality is the last couple of days have shown there's clearly a deep-rooted problem with this secret boys' club mentality, and it has to stop. As an industry, promoter and management need to be doing more pri- to privately share information with each other to ensure that patterns of behaviour are recognised, issues are identified early and are dealt with decisively to stop the further spread. Well, as a company, we began to process the reach out and consult with our victims, experts and members of our roster in order to put in to safeguard and procedures. Should anyone wish to contact us, give their thoughts and experience, we have an open door policy and always willing to learn. To ensure a comfortable environment, we have both male and female management available should anyone wish to talk to us or raise an issue. Furthermore, we will actively ensure those coming through our training systems are taught the dangers of the business and correct protocol should anything happen. 
The first step is awareness. Well, let's try and turn a negative into a positive and make sure that these brave men and women and bear their deepest faults haven't put themselves through this for nothing. We have an opportunity to be on the right side of history and to eradicate this horrible culture for business that is supposed to provide an escape for so many. But like you say, the COVID-19 pandemic has called many wrestlers to not return as the allegations were bad enough. And it says there is true realisation the UK wrestling scene in regards to these sexual allegation claims have gone on now for too long. While it's been known by some behind closed doors in some fashion, it's now blown a very serious bad situation for everyone involved with a few people realising just how horrible this is and what's happened to the wrestling scene. Well, Equity, trade union based out of UK who specialise in the environment industry, had held various meetings with female wrestlers over the past week. Equity wants to include pro wrestling as part of their ongoing anti-harassment policies. There are police investigations ongoing regarding some of the allegations made with the Scottish Government looking into wrestling shows, schools, etc. The exception is a parliamentary issue that will lead to proposals. These proposals will include resolving complaints, safeguards in place for both wrestlers and trainers, trainees and so on. So we talk about the Magnificent Seven. Like I said, we've still got to make decisions on it. Uh, we've got what Pete Dunne and Drew McIntyre thought on this as well. Well, yes, Pete Dunne said, I'm disgusted by what I'm reading. Well done to those speaking out. I really hope we can make British wrestling a better place and keep everyone safe. This is a huge eye-opener, and let's hope it will force a big change. It's heartwarming to see WWE superstars running behind victims of injustice. In addition, they have urged people to not remain silent about such incidents and have used hashtag speaking out to spread some light. And he also said that, uh, he also posted that, I've thought about a post like this several times over the last two days, but honestly it's up to us within the industry to make change and prove to ourselves that we can hold people to the most basic of standards. There will be plenty of you that turn away and quite frankly feel that too. But everyone has reached out about making change. I hope that eventually we earn the trust back and we can reinstate people's former love for Brit Ray. Yes, WWE champion Drew McIntyre praised the speaking out movement on social media. The movement started earlier this week. He tweeted, For those speaking out, thank you. Your voice that I heard, your bravery is inspiring. It's forcing a positive change that will shape the landscape of this business for generations to come. You know, not to make light on, on the whole thing, but I think if anything would happen to McIntyre, I think that would have just... We, we might have shut down the podcast. And because, like I said, it has been such um, a, a huge thing. So, Dub and our thoughts, Dan, what are your thoughts on all that has happened this past couple of weeks? Um, you know, my first thoughts are, you know, a, a huge well done for those brave enough to speak out about these allegations. Um, you know, it's something that you would never wish anyone to have to go through. And, you know, to people to kind of recount these stories again, um, you know, there must be a lot of trauma to it and it, it must bring back some very bad memories, uh, especially... You know, us hearing about it as well, it's kind of a business, uh, well, a, a a thing that we have loved since we was young, wrestling, and it's kind of, I don't know, it's, it's sort of tarnished some things, you know, going forwards in wrestling. Um, I just do hope that going forward now, you know, from the start of these allegations, people won't be afraid to speak out and it's, you know, things are going to be dealt with completely differently and... You know, it, it should be a good thing for wrestling. Yeah. 
about to, I mean, but the problem is, is that some people like at NWA Legends are saying, I'm sick of reading these speaking out pieces. I'm sure some are legit, like those folks, but a lot of red mentioned hotel rooms and bathrooms. Not blaming all victims, but geez, if you ended up alone with a guy in a bathroom, a hotel room, you were a rat. Which, again, is, is not the case whatsoever. Even if you do end up in a hotel room or something like that, it does not mean that, you know, is. Women, you know, you, you don't. It's not expected. Do you know what I'm saying? You, no matter what, in any situation, it's their choice. It's not your choice. Do you know what I mean? And um, it, it's just crazy. And it's. I heard something the other day, and someone said about a marriage, and it was just a, a, a way for a man to own a woman in a way. Do you know? And in the case of like women, make their own choices. We don't own women. With, you know, and it's the same thing the other way around as well. So. Um, that is a very, very uh, strange times, but let's hope there's a change. But as for the Magnificent Seven, uh, we've been trying to keep them up to date on Twitter as well. And Will Ospreay has not tweeted since the 20th of June. So he had his statement, but he's not tweeted, but it's not been deleted. Yes, Marty Scurrell hasn't tweeted since the 24th of June. Yeah, and he was quite active and so was Will. So that's Sabre Jr. not as active, uh, but the 15th of June. And Tyler Bate was the 18th of June uh, last time he tweeted. But again, he's not that active either. Yeah, Pete Dunn tweeted the f- last tweet was uh, 1st of July. Yeah, and he's uh, trying to raise money for uh, Black Lives Matter as well. Pac has no Twitter. No, and we know Pac's been away as well from AEW, so kind of known on this. And uh, Drew McIntyre, like I said, he's, he's tweeted out and support all the people, and he's still tweeting as well. Uh, the thing about Zack Sabre Jr. is there's not an actual kind of story but the thing is he's not responded at all to this and is it a case of him being in Japan and thinking that he doesn't need to be there but when he's association with Rev Pro and has been in England he he needs to kind of step up a bit like Pete Dunn has you know I think Dunn did it right when he goes like look this is a horrible time but I'll be the representative of the kind of British scene the same thing with McIntyre he's not said that but obviously you know coming out of support um so the question is about the the Mag Seven future, Dan. I mean, who stays, who goes? I mean, August was meant to be the third set of rankings. It's now the second, and who will continue? We will do it. Uh, it will continue next year with a new seven. But until then, what do we do. Do we continue in Mag Seven? Do we change it? Um, what are your thoughts on that? The entire thing. My thoughts are: I think you know, kind of out of respect to everything that's going on, it's kind of at least put on hold for the foreseeable future and then we can kind of reassess what's going on you know especially with all this going on in wrestling to kind of like just we hold it for now um and then you know maybe towards the latter end of the year once these allegations have kind of been cleared up we can kind of remove you know people of necessary and then kind of have it as a magnificent five and then next year, start afresh, new wrestlers, and just kind of. So for now, we're going to put it on hold. So there's not going to be a Mag Seven coming in August. Now we're going to change that up and have another episode. Um, we'll put it on hold. I mean, the the thing at the moment is obviously McIntyre, Dunn, Bate, and Pack are on the list at this point in time. Anyway, aren't they? Do you know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. So the, the four. Uh, so you would put them maybe if we're going to finish, you know, the rankers, whatever it is, McIntyre be number one, like I said, done, bait and pack. Um, like I said, with Zach Sabre Jr., we're not sure. Uh, can Marty Skell and Will Ospreay, like I said, come, come out the other end? I mean, 
they're both different. I mean, Will Ospreay hasn't... Will Ospreay's problem, if we talk about allegations, is he's he's defended a guy, one of his friends, who looked like sexually assaulted a woman and then blocked her from working in the promotion as well, as opposed to Marty Skull with having sex with a drunk 16-year-old. What what happens now, you know? Um, Well, again, you know, I think out of respect for these allegations, we kind of keep them quiet, definitely keep them quiet for, you know, again, at least a foreseeable future. When things come out, you know, even in their defence or, you know, these kind of allegations are have gone away then you know again we can reassess if they do deserve to be in the magnificent seven well new japan haven't said anything about zach sober jr or will osprey like i said osprey was very vocal on twitter and now it's gone quiet can they get back for this probably you know if you look at it allegations or not you know what i mean even if it's cleared it's still going to be kind of that against them uh i feel and i mean this is probably obvious I think Joe Ryan's career is finished. Absolutely, yeah. I I can't... There is no way, you know, even with a complete change of character in five or ten years, I just... I don't see it. There are still a lot of people, and that's why Patreon's still open when we look at Joe Ryan. A lot of people still support him. And and again, if you want to support him, fine, but don't take away from the victims in this. You know, the allegations that have come through, like I said, it is innocent until proven guilty, but like I said, with the amount of stories and what Joe Ryan has said himself... Uh, again, it's, 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 I don't think it's going to happen. Um, some like Jordan Devlin, who has kind of said, uh, no, we're not going to be... Uh, I've not done really anything. But recently, they've kind of dropped the interim Cruiserweight Championship on NXT and calling um, Phantasma the, the Cruiserweight Champ. Again, what happens there with Devlin? It's weird, though, because when we met, when we saw Devlin and Ryan, we thought of them as two different people because... I'm not saying, oh, you can tell with someone, but with Devlin, with the kind of way he was, it, it felt... Do you know what I mean? It seemed like he was above everyone else, yeah. whereas Joey Ryan was kind of mixing in and interacting with other people. Um, but again, you know, you, you can't kind of judge a book. You know, he may have been friendly to us and spoke to us and was taking pictures and that, but, you know, you kind of don't know what it's like, especially from a female's point of view or for, you know, is that... Uh, gentleman bravely spoke out wearing the uh, pride flag as well you know you kind of don't know what they're like behind well slightly more closed doors yeah and I think the thing is is that like I said we've got pictures with Marty Skrull as well you know from back in the day so again it's it's a time of but again we can't feel sorry for ourselves and another point is like you said it is not just females uh, who've been involved Um, I'm going to share a story with you that very very few know I am watching Friends Associate speak out. I'm noticing how much strength it is taken for them to bring forth the stories. I shall now share one of my own. This comes from an NXT wrestling. We're going to tell you what it is after the statement. I cannot lock down a time frame because of how hazy it was for me. However, I was living in Texas still during this time, perhaps 2016 or 2017. I was in Dallas for an event or maybe just to visit a family. Afterwards, I went to an old bar I would sometimes visit and sing at. It had been some time, so I was unfamiliar with the atmosphere, but the vibe of the music kept me interested. Eventually, I got to sing a song. Afterwards, a young lady asked me to sit with me. I was alone, so I did not mind, and welcomed her. We went on to talk about the beauty of the music and books, random philosophies on life. It truly was a pleasant conversation. I was also told I am oblivious when someone is interested in me, and I would have to concur as I did not realise the interest until she blatantly expressed it, to which I declined as I was taken at the time. She was disappointed, but still pleasant. 
She would continue to make passes throughout the night, citing that all she wanted to do to me. I politely declined and explained that I enjoyed the company, but that chat could not continue. I then offered to buy her a drink as an apology before I headed to the restroom. She declined and said that she'd buy me one because she enjoyed my song so much. That I could go ahead for the bathroom. I expressed gratitude and went to put in a song before heading to the restroom. I returned to fresh drinks. We continued discussing the types of training I'd do. I tried to get her to sing, but she would act shy and decline, saying that she enjoyed listening to others, but I didn't want attention on her. I even offered to help with Bohemian Rhapsody. It's kind of my go-to when people are nervous about karaoke. I tried to be inviting, and that song is pure fun. Unfortunately, it's right around here that things became extremely fuzzy for me. No matter how much I rack my brain, I still find myself able to recall struggling to make it to the stage and stumbling toward a car. After that, I recall waking up naked in a hotel room. I don't even recall if it was my own room. Confused and in panic, I was fortunate enough to have my essentials such as wallet and phone, but who knows what I lost. To this day, I know not what's happened. I've tried to forget about it ever since, but I tell this story so people can understand that anyone can be a victim, anyone. It is why I randomly stopped drinking and it is why it remains such a rarity to this day. And that person making that statement is the NXT North American champion, Keith Lee. You think about how powerful and how strong he is in the ring and there's someone like that that's happened to him. Like I said, it can happen to anybody. And uh, we just want to say we support everybody. Uh, and like I said, the SurvivorsTrust.org is a fantastic charity to give to people with abuse and you know historic sexual uh, I, like I said, it, it's an absolute horrible thing that has happened, but we support everybody, and uh, like we say, we'll continue, and we'll keep giving you updates as we go along as well through the year to find out if anything has actually, you know, been happening about these allegations as well. Indeed, yes, and also our DMs are open if anyone, you know, would like to speak to us about things, you know, we can post them anonymously, and, you know, we can lend a helping ear, or just, you know, someone to talk to about anything, really. Uh, like I said, we've had a few, few people at stay underscore classy YT classified chappy have been contacting us and talking about uh, Joe Ryan as well. Uh, Lady Untaker came back to us as well, Dan, we should say, uh, and, and spoke to us here. Uh, and like we said, the DMs are always open. Of course, Lorenzo Garcia, who was our Twitter follower, has come back to us. Uh, we're just going to wrap it up with a bit of other news now and we talk about NXT UK. Yes, WXT UK brand has been on hiatus since coronavirus lockdown went into effect this spring. The last event was in early March. The last episode of their weekly WWE Network series with the with new matches debuted on April the 2nd. Best of clip shows have been running ever since. Well, the next dates on the calendar were July 24th and 25th in Scotland, but Ticketmaster and the Arena have announced that these are cancelled. NXT UK's... Live events scheduled to take place on Friday, July 24th and Saturday, July 25th at Brayhead Arena, Glasgow, have been cancelled. Ticket holders will be contacted by the ticket providers shortly. Triple H said in his pre-takeover in your house media call that W remains committed to the brand and their London Performance Centre. Honouring that commitment is proven to be a challenge under the current circumstances. However, at this time, the only fit currently on the schedule for NXT UK is TakeOver Dublin, which has moved from April to October as a result of COVID-19. Fightful.com had reported that WWE are taking the process of cleaning up their company very seriously and are investigating each allegation. Tom Collar, who sports Keedy, even claimed WWE may be looking to shut down NXT UK as a result of the allegations and muddied name of the British wrestling scene. 
However, WWE sources tell TalkSport that this isn't the case, emphatically so. WWE are committed to their global expansion, a big part of what's opened up performance centres and brands internationally. The UK was WWE's first port of call outside the United States, and it's believed countries such as India, Japan and Mexico could be next on WWE's list. Given what WWE had invested in the UK performance centre, it's a place as the second best performance show in the WWE Network, and the talent is home to, such as brand champions Walter and Kayla Ray, for instance, WWE would be much rather rebuild than brand, than shut it down. After all, when it comes to the talent in NXT UK, Triple H has already said he sees the brand as a European arm of WWE not just exclusively a UK promotion. That's evidence. That's evident when you look down the roster too. Well, when you factor in the company's TV contract with BT Sport and the obligations they have on the front, W aren't in a position to shut up a shop even if they wanted to, which they don't. Well, the mandatory conference call ended up being a reminder of company policy. WWE did take action against several additional UK talents. Tuesday, a follow-up to the Friday releases of Ligero, Simon Musk and Travis Banks, or Travis Bly. Yeah, the company confirmed that referees Joe Allen and Chris Roberts were released while Joe Coffey has been suspended due to allegations speaking out. Well, Joe Allen appeared in a video alongside David Starr making inappropriate remarks. And as far as the conference call with UK talent, it was largely Paul Levesque telling them explicitly what the protocol was regarding sexual abuse allegations. He said there would be zero tolerance on any charges provided there was infutable evidence to the charges. If it was taken as more of a warning going forward than anything else... But there was no talk regarding any other changes with the UK brand, which will continue to take as soon as it's once again feasible to do so in that market. And according to various reports, allegations of sexual assault and misconduct that emerged from the Speaking Out movement are leading to changes to UK laws, specifically the 2003 Sexual Offence Act. The change in the law is going to reportedly close a loophole regarding the relationship between people in position, trust and minors. The changes as it pertains to pro wrestling would have made it legal for adult pro wrestlers to have sexual relations with trainees who are the ages of 16 or 17 starting in 2021 these changes will go into effect yeah and just to end we talk about other news just to end it now on um this speaking out and stuff like this it will never end we'll continue to keep talking about it uh, but the thing is, let's hope for change. Let's hope the UK government can get involved. Let's hope they can they make change. Let's hope the companies build uh, kind of firewalls and stuff like this up as well. I think it does make the most sense. Absolutely, yeah. I think there should be vigorous background checks going into anyone. Um, what is it, the DBS? Is it DBS, where you've got to kind of uh, work around schools and that? Um, I think they should be kind of made mandatory going forward in the business as well. Um and yeah, you know, there should be a safe environment for people to speak out as well, without a shadow of a doubt. You know, and uh, it, it, you know, that's the thing is a perfect point to end that on. All right, it looks like WWE backstage is done. Certainly, as a weekly show on FS1, perhaps for good. Well, the news broke with talk and speculation about why Fox's effort to create a wrestling studio show only lasted about eight months has already begun. One well, of the Hall of Fame podcast regular Booker T shares some thoughts on that. Of course, I wish we could have done things a little bit, di- bit differently at certain times. And some things I wouldn't change at all, like all those suckers I ripped up in promo school. I'm not going to miss any of that right there. I wouldn't have changed any of that part of the show, but, you know, I always thought about the view format of The View and how these guys and The View pretty much talk about everything. Hopefully it's a show that can spawn off a show like that because I always say to be able to talk about a little bit of everything, to be able to talk about every one of these independent wrestling groups that are out there right now. Just, for instance, NWA Pro, they just have got the rug pulled out from under them. 
you know, Evolve, another one that was prevalent in the business. And to talk about these groups that here and now are no more, I think it's news, especially the speaking out movement that's going on right now. These stories that are really prevalent in professional wrestling right now and stories that need to be captured from an inside perspective. Well, I think he's right. For the show to succeed, it'd be allowed to look outside of WWE and at topics within WWE that powers wouldn't want to be covered. Also think that's a show WWE would never let Fox or anyone else make. So we're going to COVID WWE now. Reports are coming in that rapidly from multiple sources with more information about the positive COVID-19 tests among WWE talent and staff in Florida. Well, one source told PW Insider the number of positives is in the two dozen range, with wrestlers, production personnel and office staff among that number. Well, as of right now, W is planning to take two episodes of each Raw and SmackDown Fridays and Saturdays, and they were told that they would need to come in early this week for testing. Tests are being conducted today and tomorrow. Well, Wrestling Observer says the positives include at least one person, if not more, who were supposed to work the SmackDown and Raw taping schedule for this week. Uh, Insider says Friday SmackDown will be re- 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 <coughs> Insider says Friday SmackDown will need to be rewritten because of the COVID-19 cases. Well, friends and family were again supposed to be part of the next tapings, according to Fightful. We're actually the first source of the positive tests today. As Sean Ross Sapp mentioned on his site, they will not be happening now at the request of WWE Medical. Insider says some talent continue to be unhappy with WWE's handling of the situation, feeling there should be been more care expressed towards those travelling and working for WWE in the pandemic. This has only been compounded now and the likelihood has gone up. They were exposed to the virus and may have brought it home to their families. Well, a source told the Observer that talent is expected to isolate now. Testing is either going to happen before every show or twice a week going forward. Well, WWE has commented on the reports of multiple positive COVID-19 tests among their talent and other staff at their Orlando performance. I mean, it's not much. Here's what they gave CBS Sports. WWE will continue COVID-19 testing of its talent, production crew and employees in advance of TV productions for the foreseeable future. Well, confidentially, laws rightfully prevent them from naming names, but this also contains no new information about how many or even confirmation on any positive tests. It certainly gives the impression the plan is to plough ahead with whoever's tested negative and it's still willing to show up as opposed to opting out like Roman Sami Zayn and others. Well, testing is said to be ongoing ahead of two days of taping this Friday and Saturday. But it's weird because the, the COVID thing in WWE has affected AEW as well. <laughs> well did they in, mean to do this? I, I don't think so, no. You know, no one would uh, obviously put themselves in danger just to kind of fuck up the running of another company. Vince Russo did. Apart from Vince Russo. Well, John Mox chose to defend his AEW World Championship against Brian Cage on the July 8th episode of AEW Dynamite. But after his wife, WWE announcer Renee Young revealed that she has tested positive for COVID-19, many fans assumed it was only a matter of time before the reigning world champion would have to back out of the show. But as of Monday, neither Moxley nor AEW have made any announcements about the champ beyond his decision to skip last week's Dynamite as a precaution. During an interview on Sunday night's main event, wrestling's Dave Meltzer gave an update on Moxley, saying he still hasn't tested positive for the virus. Well, he's not tested positive yet, and he's been tested, I believe, twice this week. I know that is planned because he's talked to a doctor, and he was actually going to take at least three tests this week spaced out. I don't think he's done the third yet, but so far, so good. When it comes to him, she, Renee, is doing better. That's the status. In theory... 
he should be taping his match with Brian Cage on Thursday this week, and I've not heard one way or another if that's going to happen. Well, it's out of him and out of the control of everyone. If he's fine on the next test and she's better, then I presume he would go. Obviously, if he fails the test, there's no way he's going for a couple of weeks and they're just going to have to scrap the match. Well, we've got an update and the Mox v Cage will happen a week after Fighter Fest at Fight of the Fallen and we will bring it to you July 22nd. So move on to a bit of NWA news. The NWA will see another shake-up soon after granting their television champion's release request. Zicky Dice wants out the NWA and they are letting him go. Well, Fightful reports that Dice requested his NWA release and it has been granted. Nothing has been made official by the National Wrestling Alliance as of this writing. Reports uh, right now the organisation are going through a lot with the departure of Dave Lagana. It was reported that Dice's release request didn't include any specific instructions outside of a non-disparagement clause. That being said, it appears that it's just a non-compete clause. He's just not allowed to trash talk the company. And we move on to Impact news as well. Yeah, quite big news. And Impact Wrestling has terminated its contract with world champion Tessa Blanchard per statement from Mike Johnson of PW Insider. Impact Wrestling confirmed it has terminated its contract with Tessa Blanchard and stripped her of the Impact Wrestling World Championship. The statement read. Blanchard was the first woman to hold Impact Wrestling World Championship. Her reign has now after 159 days. Impact Wrestling did not provide official reasoning for why for Blanchard's replay, release. But Johnson reported on why it may have been the case. Well, relations between Blanchard and Impact have become increasingly icy in recent weeks, especially after Blanchard did not send promos for Mexico, where she'd been residing, from the first of June episode of Impact on Axis. The footage was slated to have been edited into a sit-down interview conducted by Josh Matthews via satellite. When that material was not received, Impact had to re-edit the episode with other content and have host segments of the show ch- changed and new voiceovers cut. All Impact sources cite that there were attempts made to get Blanchard to return and drop the title, but that the two sides were not able to come to terms. Blanchard's deal was slated to expire before the pay-per-view, but Impact was hoping she would return for a final appearance, especially as they were on the belief that they could roll the time she was in Mexico not performing onto the end of her deal, extending it past its original expiration date. When it became increasingly obvious that appearing wasn't going to happen, Impact opted to cut bait, Terminate the deal and move forward. They've contacted Blanche for comment. Is awaiting response as of Thursday evening. But Sean Ross Sapp of Fightful provided similar reasoning per his own sources. Well, Blanchard also held the Impact Wrestling Knockouts title and ran the promotions rest of the year in 2019. She is the daughter of WWE Hall of Famer Tully Blanchard. Well, the 24-year-old was set to face four competitors on July 18th. Sam Morosi paid for you in Nashville. But that will no longer come to fruition as promotion looks to move forward without its champ. The question now for Blanchard is where she goes from here. Impact Wrestling gave her a massive push as the company's primary title holder, but that's all up in smoke following her release. Well, it's possible that WAW could come calling, but an incident of alleged racial abuse could prevent either organisation from pursuing that route. Well, Ryan Satin of Pro Wrestling Sheet provided further information. As we previously reported, ex-Impact star Sienna Alison Kay went public that weekend about an incident that took place in Japan 2017 involving Tessa and a wrestler named Black Rose. According to Sienna, Tessa called her Black Rose, the N-word, in the locker room and spit in her face. The woman in question backed her claims and other women stepped forward with allegations of bullying. Well, Tessa has denied the allegations saying she never used a racial slur of any kind in her life. Satin followed up his own take on how alleged incident could affect Blanche's future. Well, Tessa would have been great for AEW prior to the allegation about her in January. Satin wrote, now, however, I'm not sure 
how they get around that when they've made public stance on banning people like Hulk Hogan and Linda. Yeah, Blanchard, who began a pro wrestler career in 2014, has worked for NXT, Women of Wrestling, Lucha Libre, AAA, Worldwide, and other independent promotions. She's married to Dago, who wrestles for both Impact Wrestling, Lucha Libre, AAA, Worldwide. Well, more details have emerged regarding Impact Wrestling, firing its world champion, Tessa Blanchard, and stripping her of the championship. It's reported that was due to come up on June 30th anyway, despite being advertised to defend the world championship in a five-way match at Slammiversary. That match is no longer on the promotion's event page. Well, Blanchard had been absent from Impact TV during the pandemic, and although she couldn't travel, the promotion had asked her to take some material to air. But she asked for a day rate, and the two parties couldn't agree on terms. Yeah, so Tessa Blanchard is no longer world champion. What, a, especially when we watched her winning the championship on the podcast, what a, a weird way for it to end with her kind of just giving it up. And uh, there's been rumours that WWE interested in her now, so I'll be interested to see what they do. Is this the right thing for Impact and for Tessa Blanchard, do you reckon? Well, you know, especially with Impact, if they kind of ask their talent to do things, it's kind of normally, you know, they're normally obliged to do so. It's not going to harm anything or anyone, her sitting down doing some tapings uh, for the company, you know, if she's unable to perform. Yeah, I doubt. Uh, we get reporters to Impact Wrestling Stars get into a fight at recent TV tapings where a planning match has emerged. Uh, well, it's reported that Sammy Callahan and Michael Elgin had a physical altercation after disagreeing on the start to a match. The, uh, the match was also involving Ken Shamrock. No, it said the promotion's co-executive vice president Scott Demore to step in to break up the altercation. Well, Michael Elgin has been has today been removed from Impact Wrestling after being suspended a few days ago following allegations made against him during the Speak Out movement. Yeah, so Michael Elgin has gone. And that is it. I mean, Dan, what are your thoughts on the news and everything that we've done today on the podcast? It's been one of the bleakest ones yet, hasn't it? It has been, yes. But, you know, it's our way of kind of saying, look, you know, we know this is all going on. We stand by uh, everyone speaking out. And again, you know, if you just want someone to talk to or someone to get stuff off your chest, we're always here and available for you to contact. Without a doubt. Well, next pods, uh, July 12th, we cheer everyone up with a British legend, the WNR Superstar Profile, all brilliant regal. You're really looking forward to that, aren't you? I am, absolutely, yes. You know, um, he's had an illustrious career and, you know, looking in some of his greatest matches, it would be an absolute honour and a privilege. Uh, up after that, we've got July 19th, the NXT Great American Bash. Yeah, predictions are on the line there as we bring you both nights and the latest NXT episodes on as well. July 22nd, AEW Fighter Fest. Again, prediction points will be on the line. Um, and then up to July 26th, first ever WNR double feature, Extreme Rules and Impact Wrestling Slammiversary. Yeah, we will be live tweeting Slammiversary as well for the first time ever on the WNR. Don't forget... Um, at the WNR podcast on Twitter. And speaking of that, the WNR follower of the week, Dan, is Stacey Civita at Civi Brummy. And she sent us a message, Dan. We'll read it out. Um, yeah, she said, I was just wondering if you could help in any way as my very own little superhero passed away in June last year as he had a heart condition called hypolastic left heart syndrome, which he only has half a heart and the left side doesn't develop properly. And I'm trying to raise awareness as it's not heard of and needs to be more aware if you could help in any way. So you are a follower of the... We sent a tweet out as well 
uh, with COVID-19 speaking out, dominating headlines. Sometimes you forget others are suffering. Um, your story is one of those. It's truly heartbreaking. And uh, Dan and myself, we want to raise awareness. On the link. So we want to raise awareness. And hypoplastic left heart syndrome is a congenital heart condition, a problem that a baby is born with. And we're going to read the description now as well. Uh, yes, it's made up of a collection of problems on the left side of the heart. Usually the pumping chamber or the left ventricle is small, hypoplastic, and the mitral and or aortic valve may be narrow, blocked, or not formed at all. The body artery or the aorta is often small, hypoplastic, and there is a whole atrial septal defect between the two collecting chambers. The blood's journey through the heart is very different from normal. The blue deoxygenated blood flows into the right collecting chamber, right atrium, through the valve, tricupid valve, into the right pumping chamber, chamber right ventricle from there it's pumped up to the lungs where the blood receives oxygen the very oxygen filled bloods and flows into the lungs into the collecting cha- chamber left atrium to the left side of the heart but it will be unable to them to pass into the left pumping chamber left ventricle as the valve will be blocked it therefore passes through the hole to the two collecting chambers into the right side where it mixes with the blue blood and follows a normal path to the lungs while the ductus a aortesis is still open or patent the blood will pass from the lung artery into the body artery and then around the body where the duct closes. The baby will no longer have oxygen flowing to their body. Gradually, without medical intervention, the baby would become sicker and die. Hyperplastic left syndrome is a fairly rare problem that occurs in approximately 1 in 5,000 babies and accounts for 1% of all congenital heart disorders. Uh, and like I said, for 1%, it needs to bring awareness to that and uh, here at the WNR podcast we do that and of course you like I said we are Twitter follower of the week um so there you go like I said we weren't playing it for last today at all uh looking back on it did we make the right decision about how we covered it I, I you know what I think we did I think we did as well yeah you know we've kind of hopefully raised awareness to people that weren't too aware of it and you know if if just this podcast can kind of bring someone you know to pluck up the courage to either speak out or to speak to someone about stuff that they've done then we've done a great job yeah and like i said it's virustrust.org and uh, that is it don't forget don't forget we're across all social media platforms uh, twitter at the wnr cast at wnr dan i'm at the wnr jr we're also on facebook yes the wnr podcast on facebook and also instagram across all the google platforms send us an email the wnr podcast at gmail.com we're on YouTube, the WNR podcast, where we have all the latest clips. And the podcast go up at the same time on YouTube as they do SoundCloud. On your phone. Also Stitcher and Spreaker, where we do our live shows. And iTunes, where you can download, subscribe, rate and review there. So that is it. Yes, and the next episode, we try to lighten the mood with a career retrospective of a British legend, William Regal, superstar profile. Yeah, I have been James Rowlands, and as always, I was joined by... Dan White. Thanks for listening, everybody, and bye. Bye.